0: This is Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. This is your chance to get the inside scoop on Villanova Basketball. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. Now, let's talk Villanova Basketball. Welcome to the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. And, Coach, we're in a new realm this time. We're coming to you uh, in different locations via Zoom, but uh, great to see you in this format.
1: You too, Mike. And uh, pretty uh, cool we can keep this thing going. Um, I wish it was under better circumstances. But um, before we start, uh, we want to just uh, give a shout out to. Anybody out there that's uh, suffering right now? We know there's a lot of people uh, with with uh, the virus, whether they're caretakers or um, people who are ill, and especially our Nova Nation and um, all the caretakers and and all the um, the people that are, are out there in health services and first responders. Um, you know, we're hopefully we're gonna have a great time here with our guests. But before we do that, we got to make sure we keep things in perspective and uh uh, especially uh shout out to uh all our nova nation nurses from uh, the fitzpatrick school of nursing um we're we're so proud of all of them and everything they're doing in in all walks of their life um so we're we're here for all the people in the health services but and we're really uh proud of our, our villanova nurses and uh we're all thinking about them and Hopefully, we can have some fun today and just distract people a little bit from, from that. Now, we can let you know why we're going to have fun, because we're going to bring in uh, our our first guest today, and uh, she's a legend returning home to Villanova, our new women's head basketball coach, Denise Dillon, joining us today. How are yeah. you, coach?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. This uh Immediately uh, lifts my spirits uh, just being a part of this. So I appreciate it. And yeah, hoping to have a great conversation, a little fun to uh, spread the love.
1: You got it, man. Well, I think it'll be cool. Everybody will just get to hear your perspective um, right out of the gate. It's actually, you know, you'd probably have to get back and be running around so quickly. You might not have time to do this right away. And and a lot of the Nova Nation might not be able to hear from you right away. So we always try to find what are the positives out of this. Um, I think everybody in the Nova Nation is going to be excited to hear from you and, and your perspectives. And, you know, as we start, um, man, I, I remember when, when I first came back as head coach and, and uh, Joe Jones was our assistant, and um, I know you guys were, had been both assistants together mm-hmm. and were friends, and him saying to me, like one time you guys were in there talking basketball and I remember him saying to me, she's going to be a really good coach. And at the time I was like, honestly, I was like, Jojo, what do you know about being a good coach? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I remembered it. Oh. And he, he said that about you right from the beginning.
2: Oh, um, that's were you pretty guys cool.
1: on staff together?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually it was uh, interesting. It was uh, early, you know, a couple years and then he, uh, was moved when he got the head coaching job, uh, Columbia, right? That was the first. Yeah. yeah when yes. he went to Columbia and I actually was looking to buy my first house, of course, there in Havertown where, you know, everybody goes, uh, for their, their first <laughs> purchase. <they> <laughs> <laughs> and I actually looked at their house. So I almost made the out. purchase there. Yeah. So yeah, we did a, a lot of uh, hoops talk and he, he was great. I mean, I, again, every, uh, walk of life I've taken with uh in this profession. I've been surrounded by uh, some great ones and, and Joe Jones definitely uh looked after me uh and just gave me some great advice uh in the position, you know, moving right from a player into an assistant coach and we just had some good talks, but I was so happy for him when he got that that job and obviously continued uh continuing his successes yeah. mm-hmm.
1: That was my that was my first first memory uh, of you meeting you in the office and, and, uh, and, and I just, I remember him saying that when you left and um, I probably hadn't thought about for another 20 years, but he, he called it. So we got to give Jojo, we got to give Jojo a shout out on that. Um, so, you went right from Villanova to Drexel, correct? Yes. So, there's no four stop years. in between there, right?
2: No, I, I've really uh, traveled far <laughs> in my coaching <laughs> path. Yeah, so four years with Harry as an assistant. And uh, so it opened up uh, the top assistant there at Drexel was uh, available. And I talked to their coach and uh, Candace Crabtree at the time. And uh, it, again, it was an easy. Conversation. It was just a conversation. It wasn't even go through the whole process of interviewing and um, meeting with others. I talked with Anthony Canaris, who was the vice president at the time. Uh, great guy. and He's a character. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You lived in the
1: Radner House, so that yes. was easy for you, right?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was right there. He loved uh, their time there at the Radner House. Yeah, so it was two years as an assistant. And then uh, it was Anthony Canaris who asked me, he said, Would you be interested? Uh, in the head coaching job and it was one of those things Jay where again playing at Villanova being an assistant figuring out is this the the career path I'm taking is this the profession I was an education major I knew I would be involved in coaching at some aspect uh, but didn't know if the college ranks would work for me and so having the chance uh, another two years at Drexel and then when Anthony Canaris uh, presented it and Eric Zilmer uh, I thought well, it's a sign. I have to try. I have to <laughs> see if I uh, am made to do this. And yeah, it, I was always bit by the, the bug of coaching, but uh, as a head coach, it, I, I knew that's what I wanted to do and wanted to continue to do.
1: What was your, um, your memory of, of building the program there? What did you do there uh, to get started um, taking over for your head coach? and creating your own culture and your own program. What were your thoughts of getting that going and building Drexel Drexel into the uh, great program it is now uh, after you were 16 years there? 17. Is that true? Mm-hmm. 17, 17 years there, yeah. so um, now it's kind of known as a great program because of everything you've done there. What was that like in your mindset in the beginning building it?
2: Well, I think the biggest was, uh, getting some local talent. Uh, yeah, obviously, you know, the, the six Division I teams in a 15-mile radius, it's, it's great competition on the court, but even tougher competition in the recruiting uh, world. So I felt uh, I, I needed to get in with uh, a couple of our players. And I, I can remember giving uh, my coach, well, it was the coach who took over at O'Hara a hard time. I said, why can't I get any kids from my alma mater. So we got on and I got uh, Catherine Scanlon uh, was one of the first uh, to be successful, uh, to have a team uh, raise above what they've done. So she really uh, got us up and going. I mean, my first year we were 10 and 19 and, and it was actually an interim year just making that transition. And quickly, and I explained to the, the team, I said, listen, we just have to learn to compete. Like you're going to learn to compete. We're going to stick with what we're doing, it's not always going to be pretty, but it's going to take time. You got to stay patient with uh, this process. And they, uh, I was so fortunate. They really bought into it quickly. The following year, we went 19 and 10. Like We just flipped that. Uh, And again, Kat Scanlon was uh, one of those who just led the charge. She was just like, okay, what do you need me to do? Uh, We'll do it. And she put the team on her back and they followed suit. And then taking it to the next step of really competing for the CA uh, championship when we got there, it was a, a plan. Like you put a a plan in place and you have the vision and amy mal and i sat down and said okay within five years we're gonna uh, get that ca championship now we're going up against the old dominion in our league who had won 17 years in a row 17 league championships in a row and uh we found we start getting some players we went to the international route we um i give doug west a shout out for this one he helped me out with the all-time best player in uh, drexel history of gabrielle marginian from Romania. Wow but she was playing for him down in West Virginia at the uh, boarding school when he was the AD oh, down right, there and, right, got, right, and took right. over. So yeah. he reached out and said, you know, I think this player slipped through the cracks a little bit, went down to their practice. I just watched her warm up and I thought, oh, that's a kid we need. Like she did everything hard, touched the lines, you know, half court uh, on layup lines. They like just did everything. Uh, right. Everything a coach wants. So yeah. Getting her and we got a, a kid from Belgium and then uh a couple locals, a couple Carol kids and uh won that championship, knocks uh old Dominion out and got that uh CA championship within that time frame and yeah, so we just continued to build on that one.
1: That's that's so interesting. Um Doug West is a great evaluator of talent. that's mm-hmm. so cool. I remember when he had that job. Yeah. He's he loves women's basketball. He's so into it and um uh, he actually found Darren Hilliard for us when none of us, especially me, thought he was going to be that good. And he's like, you know what? This, this kid's got it, man. This kid's, and I, we took Darren Hilliard purely on his, on his call and, wow. uh, and it turned out great. So it's cool. He, yeah. he, helped, he helped us. He helped you. That's good stuff. He's already helping
2: me with Nova. So it's really good.
1: Um, what what do you remember at at Drexel? Um, maybe I'm hearing it there in that first championship. But what do you remember? You had so many great years, winning the NIT. Um, do you when you think back of it, what was your favorite? And it's hard to do. You had so many great experiences, but what was your favorite experience there? Uh,
2: well, I would say you mentioned with the uh, NIT championship, and it was unique uh, how it all came about I mean, we were a contender again for that CA championship which is the ultimate goal to get the, the league championship to go on to the NCAA tournament with uh, uh, us being a one-lid uh, big, bid uh, there at, in the CAA and we're going up against Elena Deladon at Delaware you know and she made that move to transfer from uh, UConn we all knew we were in trouble so <laughs> we had those games We get to that championship game against Delaware and we come up short. We lose the game by three and it was right there. It's like neck and neck and you just, the disappointment, uh, you could just feel it. And reality, I think it was more uh, with the coaches because it it was so impressive. The players, like they, they felt it. They just, it was right there uh, in reach the next, that game was played on a Sunday. So that Monday, you know, they're doing for the women, they do selection Monday. So, Again, Delaware heads the NSA tournament. We're heading to the NIT. An email. Were
1: you guys, how close were you guys that year? Was it possible from, from the CAA to get it yeah. a, at large bid?
2: You looked, I mean, you, the RPI was strong, but there was a stretch of about eight years where it was only one team getting in. So it wasn't enough, yeah, for that to happen. Uh, but I got an email from, and I wasn't even supposed to be on it. It was supposed to be just to the players. It was from Holly Mershon, one of our seniors, one of our captains. And she sends in, she says, all right, we have practice tomorrow. We, we didn't win that championship yesterday, but we have a chance to win another championship. So That's let's cool. go show up to practice, uh, do whatever's necessary. Let's get this. We, and she says to them, we win the championship. I'll take you all on the cruise. So <laughs> we go through the whole thing. We end up Winning the championship, and that was the big joke of it. I was like, how are you taking everyone on a cruise? The cruise never <laughs> happened, but the celebration of winning was a that's lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, that Yeah.
1: That, that's cool, man. Um, it, it's, it's interesting. Uh, you're, it, it just reminds me that you have that rare experience. People just don't know the pressure of playing that championship game when you're a one- you know you're a one-bid league. That's why I asked you mm-hmm. if there was a chance. Um, you're going up against Elena Deladon or the, the, the Michael Jordan of, of women's basketball, mm-hmm. and and you, that's your ch- one chance yeah. to get to the say tournament. That pressure's incredible, isn't it?
2: Oh, gosh, absolutely. And, and, again, I would watch her play. I would watch film on them, and, Jay, I would watch her just because she was so impressive. So I'd watch her. and then I'd go back and like watch the full game so I could see like every what everybody else was doing but that's how her pro career has uh evolved like she's done great things but her in the college level it was it was unfair
1: (laughs) (laughs) I remember when she uh before she chose the first time around I just thought she was going to be a perfect Villanova kid man she she came up and visited we Mm -hmm. we met with her and her mom and dad and you know her our, our little her sister being so close. Oh yeah. I
2: know.
1: Yeah. Maybe you're gonna get you're <laughs> gonna get that one. All
2: right, you're now. gonna
1: get you're gonna get that one. I like um, it. Um so I when you were you had so much incredible success and I and and I probably got out of my own selfish world long enough, maybe maybe seven, eight years ago to realize how much success you were having. I'm sure you got offered a lot of other jobs um what was that like you know your career choices you had to make once you got it going at at Drexel and obviously you've had to turn down a lot of other jobs
2: well you you could have been my agent and maybe I would have no (laughs) I did it came down to uh yes there were uh some offers um Fordham Duquesne name a couple uh but the way I always approached it and one, the reason I it worked, obviously, in my favor, I stayed close to home uh, because of family. It's uh, first and foremost. And it always seemed like the, the time I w- had to make these decisions, uh, there was a situation where being closer to home was more important uh, with sure. my parents. So uh, with uh, going back to college and then uh, as a professional, as those offers came into place, it was, uh, okay. Is it worth moving? Again, I think what we uh, did at Drexel and we're continuing to do, uh, I was fortunate in having the ability to stay close to home, uh, take care of parents, and then uh, my sisters having children and brothers not too far in the area. So it was always something I felt, all right, why really shake it up uh, and make a move? Uh, within the A10 is a very good league, but I still felt that we were contending and doing some great things, and maybe not rebuild something somewhere else. So, uh, yeah, it came down to oh, being able. I think Philadelphia basketball is the best basketball, so I was able to play it and then coach in the area. You see coaches all the time have an uproot and move all over the place. So to have that opportunity to work with such great people uh, from you know the top. And then within my circle, our program, it just felt right to stay where, stay where I was.
1: Well, I, I, I get that. I think um, everybody in Philly gets that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I always joke about no one ever leaves Philly, <laughs> and yeah. uh, and and for a lot of good reasons for family and, and a great place to to live. Um, I, I think it's um, it's interesting that. You know now now coming to villanova you do you, you got such a a footprint uh in in the the, the whole mm-hmm. metropolitan area basketball wise which I think is going to benefit you and obviously all of us at villanova um, it, it's 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 interesting to me that uh the people at trexel when you hear what they say you leaving um, it, it I can sense in their words a, a deep appreciation um not just for your success but for your loyalty um it, it's pretty cool when you leave somewhere it's, I, i'm just sensing they're not just saying like ah oh, it's a better job she had to go it's it's like you know what we're lucky to have had her this long and we appreciate it and um we we always try to tell our assistants um good endings lead to good beginnings you know where, wherever you wherever you leave, make sure you do a good job where you were first, finish that. I think you did a great job of that.
2: Oh, no, thank you. It's, again, <clears throat> it's always about uh, the people, and I grew up professionally uh, at Drexel, and, you know, of course, personally, uh, that they go hand in hand, but uh, to have uh, an athletic director and Dr. Eric Zilmer, and then Nick Gannon, who just really is the, the heart of our department there at Drexel uh, I was just so fortunate and it's again it's why you want your program to be successful and uh, your your players to really embrace everything about it and they certainly did uh, each yeah. one of our players I said you know leaving just the, the excitement that they've all offered with this transition I think a lot because I'm in the area so of course uh, that, that was probably the, the best advice Harry even Said to me, like going through this, he said, Denise, because you get worked up about uh, the the kids and leaving and the connections with all of your alums and the support. They're they're back for so many different things. And he said, those relationships, they're not going to change because they're part of you. They're and you're part of them. So you just it's like every relationship you have to work on it. So it was almost him saying that to me the night before I talked to the team. It was such a uh, breath of fresh air. You know, it just like my shoulders relaxed a little bit and I felt much better about uh, that next taking the next leap.
1: Uh, it says a lot about you that
0: it's, that it's hard to leave. Um, you can't hide that. This is the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast with Jay Wright, presented by Hartford Funds. Back with more of our conversation with Denise Dillon after this. When Mother Nature strikes, count on your certainty roof to perform. That's the commitment we've made to homeowners for more than 100 years. For roofing you can rely on, look no further than CertainTeed. To find a CertainTeed credentialed contractor near you, visit certainteed.com. This is a shout out to the professional tailgaters, game day grillers and potluck pros. Whether you bake it, smoke it, stack it or melt it, there's nothing more important about how you cook up your team spirit while serving it with an ice cold Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar or coke life. We may not all agree on the best game day foods, but when you serve your meals with a coke, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. ExxonMobil and Dunn Manning, proud sponsors of Villanova Wildcat Athletics. This podcast is brought to you by Hartford Funds, a leading asset manager based in Wayne, Pennsylvania. While other investment management companies measure performance against the S&P 500, Hartford Funds has a different measure of success, investor satisfaction. Hartford Funds, our benchmark, is the investor. J.J. White Incorporated is the single-source, multi-trade contractor for your next construction project. Since 1920, J.J. White Incorporated has been constructing with knowledge and providing service with integrity and safety. Visit J.J. White online at jjwhiteinc.com. Are you looking for something imprinted or embroidered? If so, let Campus Clothes help you get the look. Whether your team is in the corporate office or on the athletic field, Campus Clothes can supply your team with all its needs. Visit us on the web at campusclothes.com or give us a call at 215-357-0892. You may not play well, but you will always look good. If you think your debit card can't help you with your financial game, you're probably not using the red key. Introducing EasyUp by KeyBank, the tool that helps you reduce debt by setting $1 aside from your checking account every time you use your debit card. Automatically racking up savings and paying down debt with EasyUp. It's how you make financial progress. KeyBank is member FDIC and the exclusive retail bank of Villanova Athletics. NovaCare, the exclusive provider of physical therapy to Villanova. The Wildcats choose NovaCare. So can you. Welcome back. We now resume our conversation with Denise Dillon, the new head women's basketball coach at Villanova.
1: Tell me about Amy Mallon. How cool is it for you that they chose your assistant
2: Oh, yeah. take over. Well, I'm telling you, Jay, it's going to be bigger and better over there at Drexel with Amy in charge. She is, oh, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how I'm going to adapt in this new role uh, without her. She, uh,
1: I know the feeling.
2: Oh my gosh. Uh, she is just fantastic. Uh, everything, a- Amy Malin, we go back to the playing these. I mean, she was a senior at St. Joe's when I was a freshman and uh, she beat me up pretty good, uh, <laughs> and then uh, she was a, a coach uh, my senior year with us at Villanova. So Harry had hired her. So I just learned a lot uh, about the game through her, and uh, yeah, then it, it branched off a little bit. Uh, she got she played professionally in the ABL, and uh, then I called her. She was teaching at Episcopal after her pro career ended. I said, "You ready to get back into college coaching?" So sixteen years uh, we were going at it. And I, again, appreciated uh, our administration recognizing how much she did for the program, how she was uh, just as impactful as I, as any of our coaches within the successes that we had. And they made it known some years back. They said, if uh, Denise is to make a move, uh, we're offering you the, the job. So I thought Excellent. I might be able to lure her over to Villanova with me, but I said it to her. We had the conversation. I said, Amy, you can't turn this down. Like it's, it's a great opportunity. Her twins now are seven, so she, uh, she realized they're at that age like, where she could take on this, this challenge, and she was able to keep uh, Stacey McCullough-Weiss, who had played for us, went up the ranks, and she's now her uh, associate head coach. So, yeah, wow. they're going to be great. I and mean, they really are. And I, I, again relieved because it's not easy for uh, any of the players, but knowing Amy is taking over, it's it's great. I couldn't be happier. I don't want to play them next year, but hey, that's how the schedule works.
1: I know the um, feeling, man. Oh. I, I hate that too. Everyone always says, Oh, isn't this nice? You know, you, <laughs> you know, you play your assistants. i s I, I'd say honestly, the same thing with the big five games. I'd say, no, yeah. I don't I don't like it. Cause mm-hmm. I know I want to win. And if I want to win, that means I don't want that other guy to win. And that's, that's my boy over there. Yeah, I, I hate it. But, yeah, uh, You have
2: a lot now out there. <laughs> coaching
1: tree. And I, I don't like it at all. How about, have you put your staff together? Do you have your staff complete?
2: Yeah. I was still working on uh, one, but Joe Mulaney. Uh awesome. he's, yeah, he's staying. So it's uh, that's such a, tremendous addition for me uh you know obviously he's been uh such an integral part of all the great years there at villanova so uh thankfully joe staying on more that's why i called him i said joe you're not retiring are you and he, uh, <laughs> he immediately said no i don't know if you have a spot for me so yeah he's in and uh mimi Riley's staying on as well uh, awesome and again you know you the whole Coaching circle, it's it's a small world in a sense, but obviously us being from the area. But Joe came in the same year, uh, the year I graduated, so we were uh, there on staff together. Uh, So that was really nice. And then uh, Mimi, I coached as an assistant. She was a player at Villanova, so and she's been so good uh, with this whole transition. I told her, I said, Mimi, I'm putting a lot on you, uh, but you're basically the bridge uh, with all. Areas and she's just she's ready to go. Uh, so I'm anxious for us to get back on. And then Michelle Baker is coming with me from Drexel. So Michelle uh, Baker's a St. Joe's Good. grad. Yeah, she got her. Uh, she was a grad assistant with us at Drexel, and then uh, seven years as an assistant. And you want to talk about somebody who's had offers? Like she has a lot of people have been after Michelle Baker, and uh, she just says it to me. She's like, I'll let you know, but this is what I want to do. I'm continuing to grow and learn, and uh, yeah. So. I know the players will really uh, get a lot. She she just she does it all, Michelle Baker. But when you're on the court with her, uh, you know you're learning a lot. So it'll be
1: cool. That, that's good. Good for mm-hmm. you. That I know it. I know it always feels good when uh, you finally get your your group around you. Yeah. In the beginning, when you're you're taking over a job and you first take the job and it's just you for right. for a couple of days, you're like. It's overwhelming, but um, once once you start to get your your staff around you, you start to feel a lot better, and you feel like you you can compete. Um, that that's good. That's good to hear. And and it sounds like when you um, came to Drexel, recruiting the Philadelphia area was important. Now that you're at Villanova, is is it the same, or does it force you to to, to branch out more? Is the Philadelphia area um, in women 's basketball strong enough to 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 keep keep the players home and do what you want to do
2: yeah i think that it 's obviously uh the plan you continue to elevate uh program build off of everything all the accomplishments harry ha- has put in place uh and there are there're definitely you see the the Catholic league and then uh central it, there are so many talented players in this area uh my thought and and sense is if they're a top player internationally we got to keep them home like there there's no way we're letting them head out uh, to some un, we're not going to name any schools but e- even uh, West Western PA so uh, it's making sure that those players understand uh, it's really building up uh, what we're about and being a part of it at, at Villanova so always starting in there and then spreading we can we have an opportunity yes to expand our uh, recruit network uh a lot of the midwest kids who i i say this all the time recruiting wise you know you have your list of players but there are some teams you just love watching you know uh, out there so i always stop and watch them to enjoy them I, this is at drexel and now i'm thinking i was like now i'm going to stop and get a couple of those kids so uh, <laughs> that'll be the plan yeah and there's uh some international as well uh, on the roster right now and just continuing with that i, I think that has helped i'm very familiar with the international recruiting and um, they certainly put us in a great place at Drexel. And then again, just elevating to the next level with some of them.
1: That's very cool. Mm-hmm. I, I love, I love that. Um, you are Harry's choice. You gotta be really good to be Harry's choice. Cause you know, Harry, <laughs> Harry can find something critical oh. basketball wise in mm-hmm. anybody off the basketball court. He loves everybody. He's the greatest guy in the world. But <laughs> when it comes to basketball, I've seen him criticize every coach that's come to my practice oh my from, from Larry Brown to um, <laughs> to Brett Brown to Tom Izzo John beeline he's criticized them that's all right something. to their face oh. and he thinks you're great, so that's that, wow. that's a that's a hell of a compliment
2: yeah he'll he'll think I'm great until game one in November so <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure I'll hear plenty.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Does, has he talked at, at all yet about like, is he going to come to games? Is he going <laughs> to stay away? I, has he talked about that? Uh,
2: well, I mean, it, he'll say, but it's, we'll manage that as we go along. I'm certain he's <laughs> going to come to games where he sits uh, will be a different story. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, my God. Yes. Well, I can remember it. Uh, Drexel some years back, actually it was that team, the 019, because Gabby was so fun to watch. So he would come down and watch her. I can re- remember walking the sidelines and out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, who the heck, like who's jumping up and down? It was Harry <laughs> and he's pointing his finger, like yelling something. I was like, is he telling me what to call? I think he may have been. <laughs> so, yeah, That's I think awesome. uh, we'll, give, we'll tell him he, he needs a year like to step away from uh, any of that. It'll be healthy for the girls not to <laughs> him out of the corner of their eye, but
1: apparently <laughs> as a th- presence. Th- yeah, I think um, having him in, off their backs is going to be such a relief. Uh, I know everyone, uh, I think it'll be the same way w- when I leave. That After a while, they love you, they love you, but a new voice is always good for him, so I, I think you'll be—you guys will be great. But I, I just love how he took so much pride in you, always at Drexel, mm-hmm. and, um, and 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 I know how excited he is that you're back here. And uh, you know, it's a, it's a it's a hard decision anytime you name a new head coach. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I didn't obviously I didn't have anything to do with it. But I, I my thought was always you got to have somebody that keeps the. The uh, the culture and the family of Villanova basketball alive, Villanova women's basketball because mm-hmm. it's so strong. It, it's um, when when Harry played his last game yeah. and we were down there and on the court were ladies from the. I, I took a picture with at least <laughs> at least eight women from the first Final Four team when it wasn't even the NCA. Wow. So he he has kept the. All of those ladies connected from right. all the way back then. That was 70s, I believe, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, early and, 70s. And, yeah. and they're
1: passionate about the program. And they all knew about you. And they talked to me about you. And to, you, you got to, if you have a chance to keep that alive, yeah, yeah. you got to keep it alive. Because you can't you can't fake that. And, um, and, and I know you, you, you got to be so proud. And I know they're all proud to have you back. Um, but talk about that yeah. family of Villanova women's basketball.
2: Oh, it's so impressive. I and mean, I haven't been able to make a lot of the alumni games because it's the same schedule, the Friday, Sunday, yeah. we both play. Uh, but I was able to make this year, and it was so meaningful because, again, knowing it was Harry's last season, so I tried to catch as many games as possible. Uh, but being there and seeing the amount of people who had a reception and then they announced on the court, and I mean, they are over uh, – we had well over 160 women there like returning and their families and yeah the the outpouring of support like just the letters that i've gotten the emails has been uh tremendous and again making sure i continue that obviously i had my error in that group and we're still uh best of friends which is so important but it's keeping you're saying each someone in each class like each four years uh, keeping their group uh, connected and me reaching out as much as possible uh, and I did uh, just get a, a letter from one saying whatever you need uh, for alumni support I'm in I was like all right I immediately like wrote her back I was like this is happening <laughs> so yeah it really Be is careful special. what you asked for <laughs> exactly but it is and that's something I uh, wanted at Drexel like that was one of the first things that the conversations that we had uh, with our administration and Um, reaching out to alums before, because I know it's not easy. People tend not to go back if uh, there's a change in the coaching position. And I want to make sure them knowing I'm a part of, I'm who they are. So uh, we want to keep it going. Uh, I need them coming back for different events and involving them in a lot of other different things besides the uh, alumni game uh, as well. So I think it'll be, yeah, it'll be fun.
1: It's, It's a great culture and, and, I think um, you'll see the Mark Jackson and and the athletic department uh, is very supportive of that. That's important too. The administration has to. It's, it all depends how you look at alumni. You know, do you do you look at them as just people that can give us money, or you look at them as people that you, that we have to celebrate?
2: Right.
1: I think you'll see at Villanova, Harry's always done this, and and but Mark Jackson supports it. He's great. Mm-hmm. And, and really celebrating former players and, and showing the appreciation and so and I, you you you'll be great at that.
2: Yeah, but again Lynn Ty. So that you know Lynn ties the head head exactly he over, So she's been, yeah, definitely. Exactly.
1: Behind. And she's been such a part of it with Harry, that's true. Exactly. Um give me uh give me what in your coaching style, what you take from Harry. Um, you, you can't duplicate right. Harry. There's one Harry, but <laughs> what are the parts? What are the parts that you take with you?
2: Uh, well, as I you know explained to many, because it happens in the whole recruiting process, and I've heard it a lot more this past week talking with different coaches and uh, recruits. You'll see a similar pattern, like a similar look on the offensive end but obviously every coach plays to the strengths of their players and what they have. So uh, there's the change in that, you know, for instance, we um, have more players like with the ball screens or the handoffs a little bit uh, quicker, not as uh, the perimeter game uh, wasn't our strength as much at at Drexel. So it was more a couple of the post players back to the basket, but the spacing. So a similar look, you know, as he talks with the five out stuff that he does just different options within it. Um, And then just defensively, we have, a totally different scheme, you know, and a lot of that uh, Amy Mallon brought to the uh, table for us, like I always said, she was like our defensive coordinator, but it's it's what we've done for the 16 years, and it's what I know, and what we teach, so uh, just stepping it up uh, there with the pressing, just being a little more aggressive on uh, what we do defensively, and what I've taken uh, the most, the basketball-wise, is the um, the strategy of it, like the Uh, time management and using timeouts and um execution on uh side out plays and out of bounds just the scheme uh I definitely uh, learned to do as a player only because my coach was telling me to did it make sense no I did it because (laughs) uh but then learning like putting it all together and making sense just in the conversations and really studying um Harry it's it's fascinating Uh, and I I'll be the first uh, to admit I said there's so many other areas that I have to be great in in the set like the the relationships with the player and really the development that's probably what I enjoy most as a coach like player development and working with them individually uh, because Harry can just watch a play like watch a practice watch a game and like pick a defense apart and actually tell his players like how to do it and they will do it in that moment so yeah it's that's out of my uh, realm of expertise but I, <laughs> I recognize that he can do that and I know uh, how to manipulate it for our benefit for me uh, to get it across to my team. I,
1: I, I don't like when people do this to me so of course I'm going to do it to you but do you have any now that he's not coach anymore a great crazy Harry stories as, oh, as coaching against them or playing and get with for him because uh, well, there's so many I have so many good ones now that I can tell yeah finally. that's
2: true
1: I was afraid to tell when he was coaching I was afraid I got him in trouble <laughs> now I can't wait to let him loose I told him uh, I want to do a podcast with him next year right. and then then we can really oh, right, tell right. some stories
2: oh definitely well one coaching wise and I said I told him after I was like you cannot do that like don't do it to me and don't do it to other coaches when he literally yells down to you like he would to me I'll give the example he's like Denise don't run that like why would you run that I'm like oh, are you kidding me like, so yeah I was like don't play that game because and we didn't play each other too often it was you know, selective and we ran into each other at a tournament and last season we ended up playing because Bailey Greenberg uh had requested it she's Villanova my senior year can we put Villanova on the schedule and uh, because two of her uh, AU teammates um, Mary Gadaka and Kelly Jaycott well Kelly Jaycott was got injured so she wasn't playing but prior we set the schedule and I said all right we'll schedule Bales but you better be ready to win this one so funny thing we end up getting them in overtime uh, with Bailey (laughs) making a shot at the buzzer but uh, yeah so I didn't like coaching against them at all um playing why oh they're, they're really they're endless jay the, the stories of harry <laughs> oh
1: it's good it's priceless be, and there will be i'm sure there's gonna be new ones now with his protege coaching i just can't imagine what what, what he could be able to come up with i hey, just yeah. hope you keep them occupied and um
2: absolutely keep them.
1: i can take them in, in our office every once every couple days <laughs> I'm afraid it's going to be every day now. It's it's it is it's comical. How about um, how was he the most impactful to you uh, as a coach? And, and it, you might have answered this with X's and O's or um, what? What's the most impactful point you think that that you you, you take from him uh, as you take over as head coach at Villanova?
2: Yeah, it was definitely the relationship. It was immediate. Like he, uh, in high school, I was, our program was really good at O'Hare. It was a a, a great team. I I mean, I think we had eight of us go Division One in a two-year span. Like it was wow. really strong. Yeah. Uh,
1: what about AU? Were you a Comet?
2: Yes, I was a Comet. Uh, mm-hmm. The original Comets, yes. Love
1: those Comets. Yeah, love. it was good. And was Bailey Greenberger a Comet also? Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mary Kadeka. Yeah, they had a good (laughs) squad. But he uh, saw something in me, and I was recruited by a number of other schools, but he talked about uh, developing me into a well-rounded player. I was more like defense and rebounding, uh, just around the floor well. But I didn't shoot the ball much. Uh, Didn't have to. Again, we had so many great players. Around me, and so when I got to Villanova, he it was immediate. Like he had me in the gym, we were shooting, just the instruction and, and the basic fundamentals. Like you're taught them at a young age, uh, and certainly we were. You know, it was that's how the game uh, was taught. But he would do that at the college ranks. Like, Again, he never like missed a step. So I just uh, enjoyed that uh, attention to detail and wanting to see his players really grow and develop and the conversations like about basketball, uh, we're always there, but then it was just about life. He would always say, he's like, all right, come on, you want to go for a run? And we would just run down like Ithana and uh, or a light jog in Harry's case. Uh, <laughs> but I just, it, I felt uh, the connection immediately and that's something that I have carried through in, in coaching. I want my players to feel, uh, that from me, I want them to feel uh, like I have their best interest at heart in all areas. And, you know, I, I said at school was not the easiest thing for me. That's where I had to work like 10 times harder than uh, the God-given talent to play sports. I like go on the course just more natural. Uh, so he just kept that balance for me and uh, the conversations there of, realizing, all right, let's get this done, study hall in his office, whatever it took. And yeah, he just, he has such a good heart. I mean, it's, there's no denying it. Uh, of course, there's the uh, quirky side of hair that we all know and love, but deep down inside, no one cares more than he does.
1: I think that's a great um, testament to him. It, you know, if you just saw him coach in mm-hmm. a practice, you'd think this guy's nuts, but <laughs> you, you you can't get away with all that if there isn't the deepest amount of caring
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i and you can always tell by the way everybody comes back right you just you just um you know actions speak louder than words right. and, um i i remember when you all had that um that thirty year anniversary for him that thirty year oh, celebration yeah. what and I tell people this. All the time, and even if I talk to a women's recruit, um, I was so blown away with how impressive every woman that stood up there was. Not, not even about. I couldn't even remember how each one played basketball, but they were so articulate, impressive, um, caring, passionate. It was ama- it was amazing, that was a product of mm-hmm. Harry and the and the loyalty they had. And that's why, you know, you're taking over a great, a great program that way. What do we look like for next year? I know it's hard <laughs> to say. Yeah. What's the squad look like for next year?
2: Well, I feel the closest I've gotten to campus is your backdrop there. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, obviously, Maddie Seacrest is pretty special. So, uh, we'll be counting on her. And then having uh, Sarah uh, come on board. Well, she'll be able, eligible, uh, transferred in from Miami. So uh, that'll be a nice addition. And just having the conversations with the girls have been great. Like Raven James, she came on nicely this season and just doing right. some things. And I think keeping her uh, on point, like she – again, I bring it back to defense. And I just told her, I said, you can really set the tone for us defensively. You know, we, we'll rely on you a lot on the offensive end because uh, there's some limitations, some players coming back from injuries. Uh, but she uh, – yeah, given – her that task. I'm excited about it, uh, for her leading the way. Uh, and then the young ones, I like the incoming freshman class. So, uh, we're going to see them out there change the ways a little bit. We're not going to be throwing red shirts on everybody. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) throw them into the mix
2: challenge, a little competition.
1: Um, were you able to, uh, were there enough players already there that I was thinking anybody that takes over a job now, anybody, men's, women's, it's such a unique situation. If you need some players to be able to, to have to come up with them right now, was the roster set pretty well or did you have to get a yeah. couple extra players?
2: Well, it was set. Obviously a couple of kids have reached out uh, about transferring, you know, that portal is pretty, uh, Visit it. There's a lot in there. So, a couple have reached out, and again, wanting to be selective about uh, staying true to the culture and not being disruptive. But uh, I think we'll be able to add one or two uh, to the mix to help us uh, immediately. So, that's the plan. Uh, again, if we were on campus, I, I'd count on you a little bit to maybe meet <laughs> with one or two of them, but you're off the hook. For the
1: moment, <laughs> I think you got this, kid. I, oh. I, I think you got this. Um, I would think we'd have to close it up now.
0: Yes, coach. Oh. Uh, and time uh, to wrap it see, up.
1: Usually, when Thanks. Denise, when we do this in person, Mike can just tap me on the leg <laughs> or something. But now I, I can take it as when he pops up on the screen, yeah, that's kind of his way of saying, "Jay, it's shut like- up." <laughs> It's, it's really what he's saying to me Denise. Uh-huh. We're all we're all so Thanks. thrilled uh, to have you here, and, and I think what uh, everybody um, in the in the Nova Nation wishes for you is that you can just enjoy this first year. It, it's gonna be it's it's always tough when you take over, especially for a legend. Mm-hmm. Everybody's behind you, and um, everybody knows what a, a great job you're gonna you're gonna do. And that, that's just keeping the culture strong. and, and Enjoy it. Thank enjoy you. your your first year, and I um, can't wait to see you yeah. on campus, kid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Thanks so much for having me, though. this means a lot. And your Thanks. advice last week was uh, heard strongly, and I appreciate
0: it. Thank you.
1: All right, Kate. We're, we're so happy to have you. Go ahead, Mikey. Take Thank us out.
0: <laughs> this has been the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast, presented by Hartford Funds. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Talking Villanova Basketball, presented by Hartford Funds. Now coming to you throughout the season and beyond. Talking Villanova Basketball with Jay Wright is presented by Hartford Funds. Our benchmark is the investor. Stop by Great American Pub Bar and Grill with locations in Conshohocken, Wayne, and Phoenixville. If you're looking for fine food in a casual atmosphere, Great American Pub is the place for you. Come out to Great American Pub for great food, great times, and great fun. For more information, visit us at www.greatamericanpub.com.